Welcome to Interviews with Innocence, a podcast about spirituality, consciousness, and exploring the wisdom our children bring into this world. I believe that our very young children are our greatest teachers. After all, they're the masters of living in the present moment, bubbling in unconditional love, enjoying the messiness of life, and curious about the universe in all its dimensions. The pure essence that young children exhibit lives within all of us. My hope is that these interviews will help us discover, embrace, and connect with the sacred core of childhood that resides within each of our hearts. I am your host, Marla Hughes. Today, I am so excited to have back on the program, Stephen Weber and Catherine Plant. Stephen is a technology project manager and Catherine is a child care worker and Reiki practitioner, and they live in Northport, Long Island, New York. Today, we're going to continue our conversation about when Stephen had an accident that left him in a coma on the verge of life and death, where he traveled to another place. As he says, on the outside, he was in a hospital bed, but on the inside, he was in a place he calls the place between here and there. Welcome back to the program, Stephen and Catherine. Wow. Well, let's um, segue a little bit. I know that um, your son passed, and I'm so, so sorry. And I just like, if you're okay with it, I just did like to talk about that a little bit and how this experience has helped you. Um, I don't know if it's easier, but helped you now that you know that he is in the place where you, you were and you always are. (laughs) So can we talk about that a little bit? Thank you. Yes. It's it's very important for me to share that because when we began to, uh, to uh, write the book and share um, our experiences. Um, so many people who are suffering from loss it, um, have been part of our journey together. And this is a, 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 I don't know how to explain it, but this is something that really brings, brings meaning to more, even more purpose to our lives because this is something that's very important to us. And it affects so many families these days. For me, um, you know, uh, after the accident is that, uh, is that everything was, was, was going pretty well. You know, Kathy was helping me every day and we were becoming closer. You know, we, we still, we were still just friends and, and just is the wrong words. We were very close friends, you know, plutonic, but I don't, you know, when you have a confidence, especially a confidence that's, that's, that's not of the same gender as you, it, it gives you some insight into, I don't, I don't, I don't know. She, she, she helped me understand a more feminine perspective yeah. that I really needed. I really did. And, um, and so, um, so it, it, it was our, our relationship was what was growing, but I, I was getting back. I was feeling good. I totally put the whole experience out of my mind. I really did because I, I attributed it to the drugs they gave me when I was in the hospital or got, having my bell rung. And I would laughingly, uh, on the rare occasions, I would speak about it. And Kathy never pressed me on it. The, the rare occasions I would speak about it, uh, Kathy would, um, uh, I, I would just say, oh, it's the universe according to Steve. And I'd laugh about it. And, but, but Kathy would never laugh. She'd kind of like, 
you know, she wouldn't egg me on because she wanted me to take my time. And, but so that's the way it went for a while. I was feeling great. You know, I was getting back. I was, I was starting, I was back to work and, you know, I was walking because at first I couldn't walk. And, and then, then the worst thing that could happen to a person, anybody, a family is that my son, he died of a heroin overdose and I found him in our basement. And oh, I'm so sorry, Steve. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And you, you know, of course, that's a terrible experience. You know, I, I, I could say all these words, but, but they won't matter. Right. But, but one of the most devastating things, besides first getting to, to the adjustment of realizing all the things I'd be missing on all of our life. See, my son, he was a champion wrestler with a, with a scholarship to one of the premier engineering schools in the United States. He was a, a New York state champion wrestler. He, uh, he played the guitar like, like Jimi Hendrix. He played mm. the saxophone like Dizzy Gillespie played the horn <laughs> and he played the piano like Mozart. I mean, lights out. He, it was so fun. We would go to these wrestling tournaments and, and he would like, really, he would show no quarter. He was a pretty tough guy and he would really, <laughs> he'd win everything. And then if there was like a piano in the restaurant, uh, you know, seating area, he would play and people would just go around him and like be, is this the guy who just smushed my face into the mat? You know, it's just right. like, it's a surreal experience. And, and, and missing that and thinking of all the weddings and the grandchildren and everything that was devastating and that was so the missing that was so so devastating but you know what was the worst is that what did I do wrong okay. what did I do wrong you know I wasn't a perfect parent by far oh yeah it seems so funny now oh Steve you're a biker oh yeah you like beer and hot wings and and rock and roll oh yeah real funny now you know, you know, it's like, it's like, I tried so hard as a parent, you know, I took the kids, I was on the school board, I was a full time dad, I, I ran a computer business out of the house, the kids were my life, they were. And but wow, I, I had so many faults as a person. And I just, I just ran that over in my mind over and over again. And it was like sucking me down into like this this awful, awful place. And I would go walking with Kathy and she would, she wouldn't say anything at first, but I think she noticed a deep change in me. And she felt like she had to like really <laughs> whack me over the head. Like, like, I, I, I don't mean with malice. I mean, but with like a something to help me. And so one day we're hiking and Kathy says to me, she says, Steve, did Nick ever try to contact you? I thought this lady was out of her mind. This is a lady who I have grown a deep affection for. And at a time in my life, when I am suffering from this deep grief, she's asking me, really? Is my son trying to contact me? But, you know, I didn't say anything. I was like, all right, Kathy. I, I, no, no, I, I wasn't. I was like, no, honey. No, honey. No, no. I love you, babe. I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but then all of a sudden, 
Kathy is like bringing me all over Long Island and she's bringing these St. Teresa statues and, and we're putting them under trees and we're putting rocks there and we're signing them with prayers or like well wishes and we're leaving pens there. And each time we come back, there's more people who have left rocks with prayers and requests for love and light. And all of a sudden, I mean, why she picked St. Teresa, I don't know. Why, why this, why people? But all of a sudden I began to realize I'm not alone in this world. That everybody, we're together in this. Not like everybody has problems and my problems don't matter. It means no, we all matter. We're all in this together. It was kind of like Sting's song, The Message in the Bottle, where he, where he talks about his sorrows and he throws the bottle into the ocean, puts a message in it, hoping to, someone's going to save him. And tens of thousands of bottles mesh, wash up on his shore uh, to let you know you're not alone in this world. And that was like my first step to healing. It was my very first step that I started to, to realize things. But, but it wasn't, it, it, it was a tough journey. And, um, and then... And then something very strange happened. <laughs> my, my cousin went to a psychic and, and the psychic told my cousin that my son Nick has a connection with St. Teresa and that, and that he's been trying to contact me and that I'm not listening and that he's sending roses. And, and once again, is I thought this was ridiculous, but, but Kathy had been beating me over the head for weeks because she kept on finding roses everywhere. And I was like, Kathy, it's February, you know, people buy roses. I mean, and she's like, no, roses just don't appear. It wasn't until later on, I realized like what I learned in the place between here and there that people's uh, trajectories of life cross for just a moment. It's not like those roses magically appeared. It was that our lives were, were sinking with other people's lives. And this was the way this message was getting to us. But I didn't see that. Yes. It wasn't until um, a, a dear friend of us gave us a card. They heard about our shrines in the woods, as we, we call them, because they had become very popular. And we're seeing them posted on Facebook. It was amazing. It was, <laughs> it was so heartwarming. And, and so, um, so, so a friend of ours was getting close to the one year anniversary of losing, losing my son, Nick. And, and she gave us a prayer card from St. Teresa. And we looked on the back of it and right on the back of the prayer card, it said, it said, it said Nick's birthday and St. Teresa's birthday was on the same day. Wow. But it also said the day Nick died and the day St. Teresa was canonized was also the same day. And so, and so listen, listen, I'm a scientist and I, I could do the statistical math on that. There's yes. no way, there is yeah. just no way that's happening. And There's the more no you open, and the more you open yourself to it, you see it all the time. No, and it's so true. And that was the key. That was the thing that really opened the door because then I was willing to be open. I was willing to give it the benefit. And Kathy was like, yes, 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 yes. She told yeah. everyone she knew. And she was like, I finally got Mr. Pighead. <laughs> <laughs> well, it also sounds like by opening up, you finally merged sort of the two experiences together. Well, I, 
Yeah, Marla, I think I think that's so true because what it happened what happened was it wasn't like it was a single moment. Although, I mean, that should have been the moment, but but that was put me on the road to find out. Yes, yes. And um, so it wasn't a moment, but it was over a period of time that I started to think about that place that I was in the place between here and there, and I and that was the validation that perhaps that wasn't. If this is so, maybe all those other things I experienced are so too. And then I really start to think about it and I start to share thoughts and I start to really explore that experience. And, and I really start to understand that I was happy there. It was a beautiful place. Right. I didn't want to come back, but I'm glad I'm back, but I, I didn't want to. And I knew that if my son was in that place, if he was experiencing the things that I was experiencing there, he's in love, he's in light, and all of those troubling things that right. went on in his, his life make sense to him now, and they make sense to me. They, they, they do. It's all of these things. It was all of these things, and it wasn't one day, but it was over a period of time that I came to the realization that he is in bliss. He is in beauty. And just as I stood before my higher selves, I will stand before my son again, but we'll, we'll stand before each other in our higher selves, in all that we are as spirit, not as, not as humans, but as spirits. And that's what I look forward to. Uh, and, and the most amazing thing happened once I came to that realization, Marla, that realization, the blockages were gone, at least for me. In that moment that when I came to that, I realized all of a sudden I got my son back because up until that moment, the only time I thought about my son, I thought about the circumstances, about his death. I thought about all the, all, all the things I would be missing on. That's all I thought about. But now after coming to that realization, then I found my son again. I found all the good times. I, I, the only time I think about it is when I talk to people and share it. Is right. that I just think about the good times and I think about sometimes, you know, honestly, Marla, it's like a spiritual garden. You got to weed it. Just because if you're in this place today, it doesn't mean you're going to be in this place tomorrow. It's a spiritual garden. So, yes, I feel good. I feel connected to my son. I, I, I'm released from those blockages that I could get my son back. And that's the beauty of it. And that is, and that's really the key to this place. You know, I see the people in my small town and they knew us, we played football teams and I saw the sorrow in their eyes when I, when I would in the, in, in my son's funeral services in the wakes and I could see them crying and they were crying for me, but they're also crying for the realization, but for the grace of God, this could be them. And I felt that. And every time I saw them, I felt their grief. They didn't want to talk about their own kids to me anymore because they, they thought that it would hurt my feelings. And so after I had this realization, the very first, the very first things I did is I found my son's football coach. I took my son's champion, New York State Championship wrestling medal, and I found his football coach, a dear friend of mine, and I put it on, wrapped it around his head. I gave him a big hug and a kiss. I told him, it's time to be happy. We're all going to be happy. 
And from that day forward, every time I saw my friends, I see them every day in my town. The first things I do is I ask them about their kids. And I tell them it's, it's not just how they're doing. Oh, they're great. No, I want to know every detail, every detail, because we're going to enjoy life and we're going to enjoy our kids and we're going to enjoy the time we had together and we're going to enjoy the future. And that's really, in the end, what, what we have to say about this experience is life is good and people are good even when sad things happen. Even some of the most terrible things that happen to you in your life, don't let them happen. Don't let bad things happen. But when they do, try to avoid those blockages. You know, we're, we're, we're human. We, we can't avoid it. That's why we're here, to learn lessons. But, but, but that's the ultimate goal, is to free yourself from those blockages and learn those lessons and find the love. Because in learning the lessons, it's not an intellectual thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's a yeah. blissful thing. That's the purpose for life. That's the purpose why we're here. And that's the purpose for our book and why we're, we're, we have this beautiful moment to share with you, Marla. Oh, well, what... Yeah, me like in tears. I mean, oh. what what a beautiful message for people that they have learned from your they're learning from your experience, but you don't need to go have an NDE or you know, a lot of what you've been through. But the beauty of it is that you're sharing and you can help people everywhere just help them heal and learn and understand. And you're giving, you're such a gift, you and Kathy, such a gift to the world. And so after I gain my composure here, um, so I'd like to just, we do need to wrap it up, but as you know, um, children are my passion. <laughs> he's laughing at me for all you listeners because i'm kind of sitting here losing it <laughs> oh no i tried because he's not I, laughing at me as a big beautiful smile on uh, his face he's not I laughing am, at me at all i'm doing my uh, best i'm trying every trick i can not to cry, to cry. because you're making me cry and so i'm trying i'm thinking of bob hope and <laughs> robin you know, i'm going through all the skits know, and who's on first who's on third i don't know who's on third <laughs> <laughs> but what Kathy I know you work with children and of course all of us are very passionate but I I believe that teaching our very young about eternal life even about mm -hmm. someday sharing actual NDE experiences in a childlike way um about signs, synchronicities, rituals, ceremonies to connect with the other side. I just, I believe that it would change the world. And also not only would it help our children live in love, not fear about when someone passes, but also to help them have more inner strength and a guide inner strength of, of listening to their feelings and listening to that, that higher, really that higher self. And could you just comment on that, Kathy? And then Steve, we'll just wrap it up. Okay, sure. First off, um, when you said that, it reminded me of another quote in the book, um, in the 
chapter with the five blue ethers that said that yes. when you eliminate the root fear, which is the fear of death, then all the other fears seem to disappear mm. because that's everyone's biggest fear. Um, now, when it comes to the children, you're absolutely right. If they are, they are, they come into the world as joyful beings. They come into this world, not really knowing fear so much. And then we impart things on them that we don't mean to. But if, if we look at them, like Steve was saying in the place, he, you can't look at them as dopey kids. You got to look at them as spirits. These are spirits that come into life they have higher selves. They have an easier ability to connect to their higher selves than mm -hmm. we do. They have this knowing. They have this beautiful innocence where they'll talk about their imaginary friends and, and oh, I, I saw grandma. And we need to validate that. We need to acknowledge that. We need to let them know that, that we're all connected, that there is a connectivity of souls, that there's a continuation of consciousness we can't squash that magic in them because they are truly magical beings. And what I've seen as being involved with children for uh, how many odd years I've been around, <laughs> um, was it at first through teaching religion and then um, being a Girl Scout leader for seven years and then doing softball camps with kids and then working with kids. And I've seen over that time period a progression in that the kids coming into this world now definitely have a higher level of spirituality. Yes. And, and they are almost like teachers to us. We should listen to what they say. We shouldn't say you're crazy. Don't talk like that. We should listen to them. They have a lot to teach us. So I think it's a combination of us and them learning together. Yes. And, and hopefully there is, it seems, with what's the chaos going on in the world right now, that people are coming into a place where they're looking for more. They're looking for meaning. They're awakening spiritually. And, and these kids are put onto this earth to help us, to help us all evolve and ascend together because a lot of the adult species is kind of lost on it. They've given up hope in religion and spirituality. They're getting all caught up in the events going on, the division, the hate. And we're being taught by these children simply that we just need to be light and love. Right. You know, we need to smile. We need to to just love one another. And so I, I do think that this is the trajectory of the world to come. Yes. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that. I, I absolutely agree. Thank you. Well, we do need to wrap it up. Steve, Marla? I'd like for you. Yes, yeah. yes. Could I, could I just mention one quick thing? Uh, no, I absolutely. <laughs> it doesn't have to be quick. I okay. was going to ask you for words of wisdom, and I'm sure this is what it is. Okay. Well, I, I, want, to, I want to mention a quick uh, about um, the uh, signs and synchronicities and yes. communication from beyond. And just as Kathy and I had the communication between ourselves and uh, when I was in that place, and then also right. the communication with St. Teresa mm -hmm. and, uh, and the communication with my son through the psychic. And one question, one one question that, that people are often asked is that they, they ask is, has my son, Nick, tried to contact me? 
And so, and so no try. <laughs> and, uh, and, but, but it's not through a psychic. It's not like I sat down with the psychic. My son is always, always as part of, uh, I don't know how to experience There's this, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not on camera, but, but, but there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's what's apparent and then there's the spirit. And, and so I, I always feel the spirit around me. So I feel these things, but, but, but the way a perfect example, how Nick communicates to us is Kathy and I were hiking on the beach one day, um, uh, not too long ago. And, uh, and Kathy was doing a healing meditation for the children of the world because she's, you know, her, this isn't like a moment for her. She with, with the trafficking and just, she's just, yes. oh, she's, she is a full-time job for her. She, yeah. it's not only being proactive, but to also put energy out there. And she was walking and she was doing a healing meditation for all the children and the COVID and everything that's going on in the world. And she was giving the, the healing meditation for everybody and to, uh, and but, but she was asking for an affirmation from St. Germain, the violet flame, that, that her healing meditations were working and that, and that they were being heard. And so she was asking for violet beach glass. So occasionally she'll ask for a sign from spirit, not, not so much to, you know, that they're checking in, but yes. just for some guidance. And, um, and so we, we looked all day for this beach class. We didn't find any, but then on the way out, we see this nice lady walking with a Dalmatian puppy and we love dogs. So we say hello. And we're talking to this lady and, um, and, uh, and one thing led, led to another. And Kathy asked us what the dog's name is. And she said, the dog's name is Violet. Oh, wow. And, <laughs> and this is a Dalmatian puppy, you know, down there, black or white with little black spots on it. <laughs> Violet. <laughs> Violet. And so, and so Kathy took it in stride. She said, oh, that's nice. Nice puppy and whatever thing. And I'm walking away and I'm saying, Kathy, the dog's name's Violet. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but I didn't find Violet, Violet beach class. I said, no, Kathy, come on. The dog's name is Violet. The tables when? were turned. <laughs> <laughs> Please. And so she said, oh, wow. Yeah, you know, that's nice. But I still want my Violet beach class. But, but I said, I said, no, Kathy, this is important. This is not a wow thing. Like so many times with signs and synchronicities, you look for the wow factor. It's like a validation, but it's like what you said, Marla, once you opened up to it, you don't need the validation anymore. That's when the communication can really take place. Absolutely. And it was then that I said to Kathy, we have to find this lady again. There is some reason why that dog is named Violet. There, there's no way. Right. And, um, and so one thing led to another two weeks later, Kathy goes to the beach and who does she run into? <laughs> Violet. <laughs> exactly. And so, and so Kathy talks to the lady who's a dear friend of ours now and, uh, and said, and, and she's in the book. She, she's in the book. We have a picture of the dog in the book too. It's gorgeous. And, um, nice. and, and so Kathy connects with her and tells her uh, why we're, we're, we're there. And one thing leads to another. And the lady's son died in similar circumstances as wow. to my son. And that was my son. He, and so her and I, we've talked many times yeah. and we've shared so much about our experiences together and about some of our feelings and, and just being there for each other. 
that in and of itself is a strength. In the same way I stood in the grace before my higher self and understood things, just being in the company of other people who have shared similar paths is very, very healing. But, but, but yeah, we had to get past the wow factor. My son wanted us to talk, not only for her, but for me. Every experience is, a, is an exchange of energy. You know, even if you think you're the teacher, there's a physical level, and there's a spiritual level. You're always learning on the spiritual level, regardless of the situation. And you see, that's the way the signs and synchronicities work from spirit communicating. It's not just about going to a clairvoyant and having grandma tell you that, that she left the $10 in the top drawer. You know, yep. it's, it, I just say that to over-dramatize it because I, I love psychics and clairvoyants. I get a lot out of it. But the point is, is that it's about you using it in your life. Look for the signs, get past the wow factor, look for the message. If there's one piece of advice that, that I can give you that Kathy has drilled into my time ahead all the time, that spirit is there. It's available for guidance. You just open up your heart and open up your mind and you'll be able to, to see that in its, in, its, in its most beautiful form. So, so true. Thank you. That was a beautiful story. And I actually would call a Dalmatian puppy named Violet a wow moment. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's after after a while, you just can't make up excuses anymore, you know, because it's <laughs> everywhere, these signs, these synchronicities, you just know, there's just a knowing. And I know you and Kathy definitely, definitely have that. Well, well, well Kathy, um, Kathy, uh, <laughs> well, Kathy certainly uh, drilled that into my uh, head time and time right, again right. about uh, about you know opening up it and it did take a while but but like i said is is once once i opened up um all of a sudden the messages uh started to come to me and it was then that i began to realize finally if there was just one last thing and this is my promise this is my one last no one last problem. thing i could go no. one last things forever but, no problem. but there were some important lessons that that i learned in that place i just want want to share some of them with with everybody that they're not only for that place, but they're for here and now as well. And so, um, so here are some of the lessons that, that I learned is that learned that every, everything has a spirit, everything, plants, animals, everything has a unique spirit. And that all of our spirits are connected to form the creator, the creator and the creation are one. Our spirits have always existed. Our spirits grow and develop through different incarnation. Your higher self is always in spirit and is guiding you. You can connect with those who are in spirit and communicate with them. Experiences are everything. They drive your life reviews and they, and they enable your spiritual growth. Um, we can't have animosity towards others, especially ourselves for past deeds, because those are the things that drive our spiritual growth. That no one is judging your progress. You are growing through your own growth. People judging your progress will only bring you off your path. You need to see your own path yourself. And then everything has a life, has a dual meaning. There's a physical meaning and there's a spiritual meaning. Look for that spiritual meaning, it's there. And that there, to say that there's one path, no, there are so many religions, so many philosophies, there are many paths. The one destination is that we are all one in love. Love is the ultimate mission in life. And those are all the lessons that I think that at least some of them that I learned in that place yes, between yes. here and there. 
Wow. Wow. Well, thank you so much. This has just been an honor. And I encourage my listeners, um, Kathy and Stephen's book, it's, it's just an amazing book. And it goes into depth about there was we could have made this interview much longer. (laughs) (laughs) Steve barely comes up for air. (laughs) Yes, yes. Into depth. And you can learn more about their workshops and how do people how do people find you too well we're available um we, we have a website is between here and there.org okay. and uh, that's our website and then um and then it's info info at between here and there.org and um and uh reach out to us you know read our book or watch our videos if you have questions, reach out. We do our best to answer everybody because it's a communication. It's a two-way communication. These workshops are so important to me. You know, for, for, for a long time, I was struggling with the workshops because that as time went on is that I saw more and more people who were suffering grief from coming to the workshops and I would feel their sadness. I would feel their energy at the beginning of the workshops. But what I started to think about in my own mind and what I started to feel in my own mind is that in the beginning of the workshops is that I allow myself to feel all the energy of all the people who, whatever reason they're they're, they're there, whether it's because of grief, whether it's because of fear of death or fear of all the craziness or the uncertainty in the world is that in the beginning of the workshop is that we take all that energy and I take it all in. And then I filter it through the prism of, of, of this experience. Yes. And, and then it's, it's all in Stevie's mind. I'm sure none of this is real, but, but what I do is that, is that I cleanse it through the experience of that place and everything I've been through. And then at the end of the thing is I do a gong meditation. I bring a gong with me and we do a meditation and I send that energy back through the vibrations that I tried to do my best to clean it and to make it free. And I send that back to the energy, to the people. And that's, at least that's what I feel when we do our workshops. It's about community and being together and living and loving together. And so Marla, thank you so much for having us on today. Uh, and, uh, and and yes, we. we We'd love to do workshops info at between here and there.org.org. That's the way to contact us on our Facebook page. Yeah. The place between here and there where Amazon, we have a beautiful audio book. Um, if, if you're not a audio book in Spanish as well as English yes. and uh, help us spread the love and light and it's okay to lend the book out. You buy it. Yeah, your son gives it to you. It's more than happy. Lend it out. We want to spread the message. It's about love and light, not about a couple of pages. Yes. Well, thank you so, so much. And I do love the example about the diamond and how you just cleanse off the, the facets and then you really see that, see what's really there. And that's, that's what you're doing. I don't think it's all in your, in your mind. Well, it is in your mind. It's in your consciousness. (laughs) And it's real. (laughs) Well, thank you so much and have a wonderful evening. And I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Thank you, Marla. Okay. Pleasure. Pleasure. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you want to learn more about the show, you can find us at interviewswithinnocence.com. 
and on Facebook or Instagram at Interviews with Innocence. Please write me a message. Tell me what you liked and let me know what else you would like to hear. I would love to hear from you. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. It helps other listeners find the show. Thank you. Thank you.